Okay, everybody, let's get on our Bibles this morning and turn wherever you want. Or Matthew 23. (laughs) Matthew 23 would be preferred. Today, we're going to um, talk to you about some things that we began last week, but my message is going to be abbreviated because we're also talking about our new building and our new facility, so a little bit different service here today. Uh, So let's go ahead and pray before we get into this. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your blessing now and your hand of favor on all that we do. We are in your plan. We are in the middle of your will, your divine purposes for our lives and thank you for the work that you have begun in us you will complete it and Lord I pray that each one today now would have eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts that are open and receptive to all that you would say and do in Jesus name amen okay again we started last week talking to you about the priority principle And, of course, if you missed that, that's free on our website, and you can get caught up and not be left in the dust. All right? But it's essential that we each know that there are things in life that are more important than others. I think we know that. But the same principle holds true with the Lord is that there are things in God's kingdom that outweigh other things in his kingdom neither are bad some are just more important they are priorities with God and this is one example of this principle Matthew 23 23 Jesus said woe to you scribes and Pharisees hypocrites for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected look at this phrase the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. So we can see that Jesus noticed and identified that even under the law, some things were more important than others. And if we take, uh, you know, take a real naive approach to the kingdom, to the Bible, to Christianity, to all that we deal with, and we make everything equal, make it all the same, we're really missing something that God wants to communicate to us. There are some things in your life that need to take precedence over others, okay? You only have so much time, so much energy, so much brain power, so, you know, so many uh, dollars, and uh, we're limited. We're not unlimited like the Lord is we have so much so we must do right with what we have and if we'll make what the Lord says are the big issues in life make them the big issues in our priority system everything fits everything works we will not run out of time and money and energy and and all that we need in life but if we start filling all of our time and uh, all of our uh, you know our schedule and everything with unimportant or we can say lesser important things, then we are not going to get to the really good stuff, okay? Those are the people that on their deathbed wish they would have done some things different, all right? I don't want to be that person, okay? And when it comes to God's kingdom, again, this principle holds true and it 
it is in operation in all of our lives today. Uh, if, you, if you're at your job, if you're at work, and you don't take care of the big things first, well, you're an unproductive, busy person. I mean, you're running around taking care of all kinds of things, but you're not getting a whole lot accomplished. Uh, right at the same time, if you're a person who has a lot of time on your hand, that you, and you find yourself sitting around not knowing what to do, there are some real big things that God wants you to be involved with. There are some things in your life that you're just not seeing, and because of that, other issues don't work. Again, in the kingdom of God, there is an order, all right? Um, like many things, like many uh, electrical systems and engines and different, things need to fire in a certain order. When they, when they go in a certain order, it, it works. Out of order, nothing happens. And likewise, in our lives, we've got to find this right order. Now, some of these things are the same for all of us. They're main principles. If you remember my illustration last week with the apples and the rice, uh, some of these issues that we're talking about are the same for all of us. Other issues are different for all of us. Okay, There are things that the Lord has dealt with me about. I can remember uh, a year ago, or last summer, last fall, the Lord really began to deal with me about training people in healing ministry, about having healing teams uh, to minister to people. And he really started dealing with me, and I was going to get to it eventually and, and you know, thinking out, but it got stronger, and I knew this is something that right now must be a priority with me. I had to clear my schedule and, and make some time and get prepared and put the energy and effort into something that God dealt with me about at that time. Was that a priority for everyone? No, it was for me because he dealt with me about it. All right. There are times in your life where you'll know as you're walking with the Lord, the Lord, some things are just really important right now. You've got to get it done. There's an urgency on the inside that says, prepare for this. Move this way. Begin to give yourself to this area. I, I want to encourage you, make, uh, uh, take that seriously. Because God is preparing you for something great. And if it's not taken care of, things will be out of order in your life and they won't work. Thing, it just won't fire. <laughs> the engine won't start. So we've got to get those things together. Uh, look with me at the book of Haggai again. Uh, Haggai, first one to get to Haggai gets a prize. <laughs> it's your own personalized offering envelope. <laughs> now listen, uh, when we made Jesus the Lord of our lives, we basically gave control of our everything to him. Whether we realized it or not, we did. Okay? We gave him control of, over our schedule, our resources, our abilities, uh, now we live for Him. Think about it now for a moment. If you've been saved, if you've been born again, you gave everything to Him. Sometimes we think, I got saved so I can go to heaven. And, and no doubt we were thinking that. <laughs> no doubt that's a pretty strong motivator. I'm not really into hell. I mean... I like the idea of heaven much more, and that is a selfish motive, no doubt. But listen, in the process of us getting heaven, when I say Jesus is the Lord of my life, it's not that I just get to go to His heaven. 
uh, it's not that our lives are summed up with, when I have need, I call on Him and He helps me. Even though that's true and that's part of the relationship, right? We call on the name of the Lord and we're saved. We call on Him and we're healed, we're helped in every area of our life. But you know that phone call doesn't just go one way. My relationship with Him is not summed up with, I have a problem, I call, He helps. This goes another direction too. It's called, He is the Lord and Master of my life, and sometimes when He wants something done, He calls. And we think the phone's only ringing in heaven. No, it's ringing on our end too. When He needs something done, He calls and expects us to pick up. Some of you have been pushing ignore, haven't you? <laughs> Turn that ringer off. Lord, I never heard it ring. I mean. <laughs> but the reality of this is when God wants something done, how does He get it done? He calls. He moves on those who have pledged their entire existence to Him. We received His light, His salvation, His love, and forever we get it. But in the, at that very same time, there was a transaction made. We got all of Him, and He got all of us. How many think we're the better ones in the... We, we, we fare far better in this exchange. We do. But let's not, let, let, let's not live as if this is all about me just going to the Lord's heaven. No, this is about the Lord establishing His kingdom in my life and through my life and all around me. And so I really believe this, that God is calling. Yeah, do you need to call on Him? You might go ahead, but know that He is calling. He is ringing your number. He is ringing my number because there are some things that He wants to get done in the earth today. The time is short, the days are few, and the Lord wants to move on us now to get something done. Now, in the book of Haggai, I'm, uh, again, trying to uh, shorten up here today, so we won't read much of this. We read uh, this last week. But these people were planting crops and not getting a very good harvest. They were putting money in their pocket, and it was like their pocket had a hole in it. They would eat and not get full. They would drink and not be satisfied. Things basically were not working for them. They were not prospering. They were not being fulfilled in their lives. And, you know, again, when things aren't working, something's wrong. And the Lord identified to them exactly why things were not working. And the same principle holds true today. And he began to explain to them, he told them, you need to consider your ways. If things are not working, analyze how you're doing life. Analyze how you're approaching your life in all these circumstances and situations. And what happens is uh, he said something here in Haggai 1, verse 2. Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, This people says the time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. You see, I never want to be caught on the opposite side of what the Lord is saying and doing. He's saying it's time. I'm saying it's not time. He's saying, let's giddy up with my business, let's giddy up with my house. And I'm saying, but Lord, I got, you know, I got things to do. I mean, I got projects, I got plans, I've got 
some things I got to take care of in my life before I ever get to that. Hmm. I, I can remember times it, this happened a couple has happened. I don't know how many exactly, but at least a couple times over the years when I've ministered at different places, sometimes at special um, events, conferences, or camps um, where people left the busyness of their life and they went away for a period of time to for God's purposes. They went away to get alone with God. And sometimes uh, in those situations, here's, here's what's happened. I knew by the Spirit, and I've had this word multiple times, I know it's kind of the way that God moves, uh, where people had left some very troublesome situations and circumstances. They had some junk they really needed to take care of. Things were not working right. They needed to spend their time there, but they said, you know what? I'm going to get alone with God. I'm going to set myself aside for His kingdom, for His purposes, and in the middle of it, the Lord dropped something in me. And I speak out, you've done this for the kingdom of God. You've put him first. You're here to worship him and serve him and hear from heaven. And God is at work in your life where you came from. And right now, your circumstances and your situations that are all, that we're all in chaos are being all put back together by him. I know this is the way the Lord works. When we give attention to his business, he now has access to enter into our lives and fix situations that we couldn't do on our own. Yeah, this is just a principle of the kingdom. They were doing the opposite. They said, no, we got stuff to take care of. We're busy. We've got limited resources. It's not time. We're going to deal with that someday. We're going to get to that eventually, but not now. And the Lord said, that's why things aren't working for you. That's why your crops are a bunch of nothing. That's why you're just not satisfied. Things just aren't really clicking for you in life. You've got to consider your ways. When my house is taken care of, things will start turning around for you. I see. See what? This is a great opportunity for a step of faith. I don't know about you, but I look in my life for things I can do in faith. Not just things I can do. Steps that I can take knowing that it's the will of God, knowing that, like Peter stepping out on the water, knowing that naturally it doesn't work, but there's a word there. There's a word of the Lord that said to Peter, come. And he steps out. And he's laughing. I like to look, not not just taking every opportunity, look for what is right. Look for what thus saith the Lord, because when God is moving, That's an opportunity for us to really excel and to move forward, okay? And so, uh, um, anyway, let's not read through all the rest of that today. You can read that on your own. Um, But it's very common for human nature to say, when I start seeing more, then I'll start doing more. When my crops start producing, I'll get the Lord's house built, But can we see that's contrary to the laws of the kingdom of God? It's not me first, and then I'll get to the Lord's business. No, things won't work for me. I'll I'll be putting me first for decades. And then I'll wish, you know, I should have just did it God's way a long time ago. But that's that's the way we think. God says, take care of my house first, and your crops will start producing. Rick Warren said, if you live by priorities, 
Or if you don't live by priorities, you'll live by pressures. Either you determine what's important in life or other people will determine it for you. What are you going to live by? What's going to be the most important thing in your life? What are you going to give your time, energy, and resources to? Who's going to decide? Let's decide. For time's sake, let me give you a few scriptures, and I won't have you to take time to turn to them, but you can read them along with us on the screen. See, we're supposed to live for God's glory. Zechariah 7, 6 was a rebuke. It says, when you eat and when you drink, do you not eat and drink for yourselves? For yourselves. Say, am I supposed to eat for the Lord? Yes. Am I supposed to drink for Him? Absolutely. Why? Everything's for Him now. Look at 1 Corinthians 10.31. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. How are we supposed to live our lives? It is all for Him. Completely 100 percent for him you know sometimes people wonder about these so-called gray areas you ever, you ever heard, heard people ask you know is it okay for a christian to do fill in the blank is it okay for a christian to go to be involved with and and, and there's all kinds of questions there this is one of these great answers to that kind of question whether you eat whether you drink or whatever you do do all to the glory of God if you can do that whatever it is fill it in the blank to the glory of God you're good to go amen if you can say Lord I'm doing this for you I'm doing this for your glory then go ahead and do it if your heart gives you problems might want to not all right. So we do everything. He's the reason we live and move and have our being. He is why we go to work. He's why we go to church. He's why we eat and sleep and even have fun and recreate. It's all about Him. He is our life. He saved us. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. It's all for his glory. Here's another one. 1 Peter 4.11 says, If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. In all things that God may be glorified. That's what we're looking for. Now here's the deal. Here's the principle that should be paramount in all of our lives as individuals my walk and my relationship with him must be first in all areas of my life watch if I want to have a good marriage what comes first marriage principles communication no the first thing is my individual walk in relationship with the Lord. If that's in place, then it sets up the environment for everything else to be in place. If I want to be a good parent, what has to be first in my dadness? You know what it is? It is my personal walk 
and relationship with the Lord. If that is in place, then I am set up to be a good parent. Hmm. And you can see that by example and many other things. I'm not just talking, hey, serve the Lord, and then I cuss everybody else out. Right? My personal walk in relationship with the Lord makes that work. If I want to have a good church relationship, relationship with my church family, what needs to be first? My personal walk and relationship with the Lord. If that's in play, then other problems go away. You say, but that's why we're all here. Well, don't be so quick to think that. (laughs) Not, Not everybody who is involved in a church or who is a member of a church, who, who, who attends a church, has everything going on good this way. Do we know that? But if everyone did, how many know you wouldn't see church splits, you wouldn't see a lot of fussing and fighting and, 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 and that kind of stuff that you sometimes see amongst Christians, sad to say. But what's the deal? How can you thrive in this church environment? You personally have a prayer life. You personally have an intimate walk in relationship with the Lord. That sets up other things to work. How can you as a believer have everything clicking for you on the job? Number one is your personal. Everybody understand where I'm going now with this. Your personal walk in relationship with the Lord. With the Lord that takes precedence over other factors that may need to come in. But it's that big issue. That's first. That makes other things work in life so if a person says you know i don't have enough for me and god whatever that enough is time money energy whatever well then you don't have enough for you did you catch that see we cannot do christianity our way and expect everything to work let's start to go with the flow the flow of god's priority system when you get those main things in line everything else starts clicking. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay.